FT Live, Braun and Kratz in the same place. I'm everywhere. I gotta fix this. What happened? Not the diamonds. Oh, man. Attaboy, Scott. This thing's worth 100 Gs, too. Attaboy, Scott. What did I do? Well, you can't say that. I can't say that in front of a media member. Because then somebody will narc on me. Am I a media member? Yeah. Everybody is a media member. Mm. All the time. What is Kratz talking about? Well, you know what? Let's charge the damn man to get right into it. Uh, hello, everyone. Corbin Burns also is going to join us soon, and we'll add a boy, Mr. Burns, too. But let's charge with Russ. Russ Dorsey from Stadium swinging by to represent the media side of this heavyweight battle. Eric Kratz will represent the playoff or the player side of this clubhouse confrontation. That will be going on frequently now. What are you allowed to say and not say? What are you allowed to say is said and not said? Russ, what's going on, dude? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good, good. So we'll get to the Phillies Can and the Braves. you punch face, Kratzy? Could no. you? I could not punch that face. Like, Some people have such a punchable <laughs> face. That's not a punchable face. That is face. not one of them. Nope. Like, no chance. Like, mm -hmm. that smile. You would smile one time in the ring and I'd be like, that's cool. Nah. Hug. That's cool. Like, <laughs> you got to thank my parents for that one. <laughs> exactly. You had nothing to do with this, but thanks, Mom and Dad. Okay. So before we get into the game portion of Phillies and Braves, which yeah. also, by the way, we did an instant post-game show um, last night on FT YouTube, let's get the next layer, which we didn't cover on that particular show, and that is Orlando Arcia versus Bryce Harper versus Travis Starno versus the media. No? I mean, there's a whole layer there. There's, there's definitely a whole layer there. But the whole, what Travis Darno said, I love Darno. Mm. So, I mean, it's, as a player, I represent the player's side of this. He's got to know, he's got to know better. I mean, oh, yeah, he was excited when he said it last night. I'm sure other things – or the night before. I'm sure other things were said, but Darno to say, like, I thought this would stay – or stay – I don't even remember his quote now. But is there anything, like – Oh, we'll run it. You want to run some of those? Let's 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 run Darno's. If we have Darno's, let's, let's run it so that we can instant react. You want to do Arcia well, first? Yeah, let's do okay. Arcia first. So let's let's run Arcia, Orlando Arcia after the game. And for context, in case you've been hiding under a rock, Arcia was excited in the clubhouse after the big comeback dub for the Braves. Called out Harper a little bit. Media were there; they were allowed to be there. So Harper heard about it. Homered twice. Pretty sure that he's really good at baseball and can homer anyway. But he homered twice and looked back at Arcia, and we love the drama. We love the petty fun drama. And this is what Arcia said after uh, his team got smacked in game three. No, just because, I mean, uh, you know, when you win the clubhouse, I just under the impression that you could say whatever you wanted. So, um, you know, I guess it's just something that was that was reported, you know, um, and just that. When you said what you said, did you, did you intend for it to get back to Harper when you saw that? When you said that you had the uh, he, he wasn't supposed to hear. That's why we were celebrating. That was why we were uh, talking in the clubhouse. Okay. So that's Arcia. I have two more. And then Russ is ready to 
punch back. We'll see if you have a punchable face. No, you know. not, I have a punchable face. Just not my nose. This, this nose will dump, is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't punch it. It'll hurt. It'll hurt. You'll break your hand. Ugh. Step two, Bryce Harper after game three SmackDown. I mean, anytime anybody says something, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Did you enjoy staring him down? Yeah, I mean, I stared right at him. <laughs> love it. Bryce, great for the game. No matter what you think about the topic, I love the straight-up real answers. Um, the Most players in any situation, not most, many, get asked about any kind of controversy. They pause for a sec and think back to the Rolodex of the five cookie-cutter answers that they have to put out there for the world. Uh, we're just trying to play the game, just trying to win. You know, we're not worried about blah, blah. No, Bryce just said it like it was. And lastly, Travis Darnot chimed in to back up Orlando Arcia because then the topic gets into, are the media in the clubhouse allowed to say what's said in the clubhouse? Travis, go. <laughs> the clubhouse is a sanctuary, and, and I think when things like that get out, it, it doesn't make people want to talk to the media at all. Um, it, it affects the people who have been great to us all year, and it is what it is. Okay, so now, Russ, before you chime in, I'm not going to give my full take here. I'm just going to give the um, business side of baseball for a moment that if you're a player and you say absolutely nothing, like let's say the players just don't talk, period, ever in life, like never say anything to me, they never do whatever, um, you will lose significant interest in the sport. Like, <laughs> let's remember why everyone is here, not just like getting paid, but also just like while we're why we're playing games and all of this stuff, like because of fans. So access is important. And th that was said by Arcia now, to my understanding, when media was allowed in, which is there's a clear delineation, media not in, private. Then they bring them in and they tell the players, clubhouse is now open and whatever is said during that time period is allowed to be um, publicly expressed by the media. Your thoughts? Yeah. I, I... I've been a reporter since I was 18 years old, right? I've been writing about baseball for a while now, not as long as some others, but for me, when you walk into the clubhouse, right? When you have open clubhouse time, it's not like the thing that was said by Orlando Arcia was said off the record. It wasn't like Orlando Arcia and Travis Darno was off into a little corner and somebody was ear hustling what they were saying. This was said out in the open amongst media members during that time that is allocated to reporters. I think to me, it's super unfair to the people that do that job every day, that are very respectful and know that this is their sanctuary. This is the where the players, that's their home. And we're allowed access in there. And I know that 99.99% of reporters are respectful of that. But you cannot turn what Orlando Arcia said in open, in the open, in public, out loud amongst a lot of different people that all of a sudden it was the media's fault that that got out. Also, if you said it, stand on it. Because I think they've made it a much bigger story than it actually is. It wasn't like he said anything disrespectful. He said, boy Harper, after game two, after... Bryce, you know, got thrown out on the basis to end that game. They won. He said it. 
Bryce heard it, came back, balled out in game three. And you just got to be like, hey, he got the best of us today. We got the best of them yesterday, and we have another game to play. Done. Like, to make it a thing now, like, ooh, the boogeyman found out that we were talking about him in the clubhouse. Like, it's – come on, man. I think it's unfair to the, the people that do that this job every day and are very respectful and have really good relationships with players where things aren't taken out of context. And I think there's a lot of people around baseball, a lot of reporters around baseball that are very respectful of players and their space. But during that time, something that's said out loud in the middle of the clubhouse with everybody in there is not something that's off the record. And I think it's on players to understand, you know, what's on the record, what's not on the record, what is on background. Like, I think the more media savvy players become, you will avoid some things like this. But I, I just think it's a situation where you can't look at the media as being the the villain here because Bryce Harper heard what you said and then balled out. I don't think he balled out because he heard what he said. But what I'm, exactly. what I'm impressed with is that you're, you've only been writing for six years. You say you started when you were 18. Man, well, I'm, so I'm awesome. 28 now. No, no, you're still 24. <laughs> my id says 28 years old okay that's fair that's fair but so if they're in there in that situation like I, we talked about it like one of my favorite parts of the whole play to end that game was the sheer emotion of that moment like yeah i mean one person you know acuna was sea walking but there was no choreographed dancing it was like sheer emotion of like oh dang it oh yeah oh yeah. no oh yeah like yes. and riley picks the ball up and even to the point where jeff francor i think said it i think it was francor said it that like matt olson and or no i'm sorry it was brock star um brock holt last night he was saying he's like matt olson and austin riley are two of the most like even keel guys and that emotion brought them to like raise their hands and they were yelling. So that pours into the clubhouse. But what people don't understand, the reporter wasn't standing there waiting to hear what Arcia said as, I mean, look at Olsen on that play. Like he is so amped. He's so amped. Riley's running around. He backs the play up and gives a huge fist pump there from Olsen, a huge fist pump. Like there's full emotions. Reporters are not in the tunnel as they're walking up to the clubhouse. There is a 10-minute – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the playoffs, it's actually 15 minutes in between the end of the game and when media members can come in. So there's an extra buffer there. And so it's not like they got him when he said this in the tone. He said this in the locker room. I'd like to also add, Russ, so I've covered playoff baseball in person for – over a decade where I'm at, mm -hmm. whatever, 20 games in the playoffs or something like that. I'm in clubhouses waiting to, to jump in. I have heard quite a few things, especially when it's the um, champagne celebration time on a clincher where I'm like, we're standing outside the clubhouse waiting, right? You're like outside the door and it's so loud that you can hear it. Different, right? It's not open yet, okay? Where there's been some call outs and things. Then when the door's open and you walk in there, like, we're right there. You see us. Yeah. What are you talking about? Also, they're not evil. They're not the bad guys. I mean, there are some that are a pain in the ass that are just like trying to get shit out of people. But most aren't. Most are asking questions and just doing their job. And also, they're the buffer because you can't just let, I don't know, 30,000 fans into the clubhouse to ask questions. This is a much better alternative. 
in my mind. They can come on this show whenever they'd like, but <laughs> <laughs> that it, it's understood. Like we don't need to explain this to reporters, right? Like everyone knows, like once you walk in there, whatever said, it doesn't have to be this either. Like if Kratz is across the room and he's saying stuff, like sometimes that becomes news and that's okay. It doesn't have to just be this. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't in my mic, so doesn't count. Like we're getting yeah. way too much into semantics. So I think you just have to accept as a player that, that you take the L here. Um, as someone like Travis Eric O'Flaherty, um, who used to play for the Braves, Harper didn't go deep because some weasel reported that a guy joked about a blunder. He went deep because he got two hanging sliders. You got to be a real dumb shit to think he hit two home runs because he was mad or whatever. It's the playoffs. Dumb story. Emotions don't matter if you make pitches. Okay, well, first off, Weasel's not nice because he he didn't weasel on on the situation. Right. Weasel on the situation could be, hey, we're in a private setting. We're off the record. We were outside of a place that we shouldn't have been in, and we heard something. That's Weasel. I heard it down the tunnel. Yeah, that that could be Weasel. That was not Weasel. But also, right. I will say it is a fun story to cover, and I do think that Bryce Harper used a little bit of it as bulletin board material. Would he have hit the two home runs anyway? Sure, maybe, but like, does it hurt? I mean, does it hurt? Do guys like to use things as motivation? Have we had Zach Allen and many others on this show that have talked about times in the past that have driven them to this point that they don't forget? Freaking keeps receipts in his phone of who didn't vote for him. Of course it matters. Definitely matters. I think uh, Bryce Harper is one of the best postseason, postseason performers I've seen since I've been covering baseball. And... One of the best moments I've had as a reporter was when he homered in the NLCS last year to send the Phillies to the World Series against the Padres. The guy, he just rises to the occasion. He's the ultimate showman. And in a time where you have this storyline kind of brewing with him and Arcia, no, it's not because of that that he homered. It's because he's Bryce Harper. It's because he's the ultimate showman. It's because he's the guy that they call MV3. And that guy, when the Phillies need him to, that's why you give that guy $330 million. Because when you need that big-time homer, when you need the guy to rise to the occasion, he does it. Uh, it just adds a little bit more fun, more spice, the fact that the thing with RC happened. You feel like this is like a small market, large market thing? You know, when people are like, oh, this media market's so much tougher to play in than – say, in Atlanta. Atlanta is an easy market, in, in my opinion, from seeing reporters in the Northeast, Philly, Boston, New York, the places that I've played up here. Is this a small market, large market thing? Because you saw Alec Bohm say, F, I, I hate this effing place. Yeah, but just one, one clear-cut um, difference. So that's regular season. So I think for uh, this very moment, there's, there's enough media covering any game that's going on. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Atlanta is now thrust into a large market. Is this, oh, I get what you you're know, saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I mean, RC's been in the league for a while. I mean, you know him. I'm not talking about RC. I'm talking about more like... Just how the coverage goes? Just how the whole team covered this thing. Like, even the, even the translator was kind of like, well, this isn't what he meant to say. Like, that was not direct translation. He put his own... He put his own enunciation to that why is it so soft too i'm just like i mean you're the player side just be like yo we said it all good like russ said who cares it's, it's if not- you own up to it it's a non-story today it's yeah. like yeah i said it we were excited about the win with reporters were in the clubhouse i said it i own that we won the ball game they won it today and we have another game it's not like this is the end of the series there's another game to be played yeah and i think a little bit of this is some frustration from the braves that 
yo, they might get bounced, right? Momentum is not on their side. And you'd have the same team that bounced you in the NLDS last year bounce you again this year when you had the great regular season and you hit all the homers. You have the NL MVP in Acuna, uh, who's two for 10 in the series. And so I think some of that plays into this as, as well, where you're already frustrated, right? You're frustrated that, you know, the one guy that you don't want to beat you, beat you, and now you could be going home. I think all that factors in. Yeah. And maybe the one person that's excited about all this drama, Brian Snitaker. Snitker was the to me. If I'm a Braves fan, don't put my don't put my angst on Bryce Harper or Orlando Arcia, whichever side of this argument you're. There is no way he should have been facing Bryce Elder. Should have been facing Bryce Harper. Okay, well, to be continued on that front, we'll get to some game analysis later. We'll have some highlights and we'll run through it. But Russ, your work is done. We needed the media perspective. We got it. We're on the same page. And yes, this team. It's on the ropes right now. We'll see what happens. Good talk, dude. We'll get you uh, next week. See you guys. Every ALCS is the same, or at least half of it's the same. The Houston Astros for how many? Seven consecutive years? How does crow taste? Are we supposed to eat crow right now because we keep picking against the Astros in different locations? Yeah, that's fine as long as like everyone's eating crow because anyone that had them seven straight besides the fan base... You are very smart and hopefully very wealthy at this point with your bets. But congrats to them and congrats to Justin Verlander, who it actually did sound like was tossed to the mic to address the boys a little bit unprompted by Dusty Baker. And I love that. And he was ready for it. And um, cable television, I guess, was not. Time. All right. Don't look that, don't take that for granted. On seven, everybody pop these more. <laughs> One, two, three, four, I like the beginning of that speech. That was before that. There were 80 <laughs> F-bombs. And they were all on, what, FS1, I think it was? It was FS1. All of them. Because then they went on, they're scrambling. like, our bad. Wait, it was good because they go, our bad. And then after that... Big Poppy was on that show, and he's like, oh, I'll eat the fines. And they're like, that's really nice of you. I'm like, you're, you're not eating those fines. I don't eating. even know. I don't know how it works anymore. I, I never knew how it works, but they get something six, in the mail. Like, I thought it was six figures. Maybe for each one? No, I think the way I heard it Just like in that time period? Maybe maybe there's people that know more than this, but it's a it's like a like you get a one or two grace period, you know, when they have like the big things that pick up everything on the football field. Yes. And then from there, it's it becomes like a tiered system of fines. But hey, this is like, you know, this is like Bigfoot. Nobody can, ever actually knows. Can we clip this then? So what I'd like to do is ask the media experts out there if they can clarify what Kratz is saying and if we can actually count. Like if JV put out six F-bombs, is he getting charged after those first two grace period for the four? Not him, but like Fox or whatever. Like Fox. Right, but I'm saying they're like they get an FCC letter saying, "Hey, and you know it's definitely snail mail." Saying, "Hey, <laughs> four f bombs, 200k a pop, 800k is your bill. Pay it on time, or we'll charge you interest." I just want to know, gen- genuinely. I feel like that's steep. I feel like that's steep, but I'm I think also, it's steep too. I'm just I don't know how it works. I also feel like his his whatever he was on the mic, he was able to say something. Dusty threw it to him. It was great because mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, we struggled all year. 
even though I wasn't even here most of the year and everyone's like laughing and going and you know, there was, there was a lot of good. That's, that, that's the clubhouse stuff that we need to get. And I love that part of it. I love what he said. Kind of de facto got the, got the boys going. Count to seven. Never heard that one either. That was good. It was very well done by JV. Let's get ourselves in the weeds because we talked a lot about the drama portion of the Braves Phillies, which is the only uh, DS series that's left at this point. I do actually also want to run through the game and the setup and what we think is going down the rest of the way here. Yes. So we have fancy schmancy highlights. So let's do that too. We uh, do watch along parties for some of these games. So we've done um, some action for the first two and a little post game show as well. So we have highlights from that first game. So, or not from that third game technically in the series that we'll run through for you right now. Bravos took an early lead. Did you think that the Phillies were going to be held down? I did no. not. <laughs> not as long as Elder was still in there. And they kept him in there and the Phillies pummeled him. So was it this point, one homer and that's it? And you're taking him out in the bottom of the third? No. Just like I said last night. Not yet? He cannot face – I would have a discussion if this he point. faces Schwarber, but he cannot face Harper. I said that in the second inning. Twice. You can't face Harper twice. And they let him out there, and whether it's Arcia's moments or comments or that absolute hanger that he put into the upper deck, it doesn't matter. It was a dinger. He shouldn't have been out there. Elder shouldn't have been out there. They should have had someone else. This this really, where JT hits that gapper, I forgot about it until I watched it again this morning. That was a huge double because you bring your bullpen in and you think, man, oh, man, like this could be the game. And then obviously Hand, the guy they should have brought in earlier, well, it would have made me look like an idiot because he goes dead central, which Harris almost makes another epic catch out in that short six-foot wall out there. Obviously Harper still still staring at everybody. This guy, if the Braves come back and win it, Smith Schauber needs to get a higher playoff share. He's going to get a full playoff share. It's not a real <laughs> thing. But he needs to get a bonus because this guy – held this game to where it was at in the sense that they did not need to bring in any of their high leverage guys. Yes, he got four taters hit off of him, and he's going to forever wear that. But that dude picked up some serious innings, and in a long series, because they they want Strider to go seven innings tonight, I think this could be huge for them because they didn't have to go to anybody anybody else out of their pen. And that's what matters at that point. At some point, the game turns from, hey, let's keep ourselves in it to, hey, let's keep ourselves in the series. Need to win two. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to use AJ Minter for five outs if you want, right? Those kind of situations have to be there. And figuring out who you are and where you're at in that game three with Atlanta is what they did. They moved on. They did move on. They, they moved on they, to and Strider and said, hey, let's do Strider. Let's also make sure the pen's good to go. Now, some people, and myself included, are like, yo, it's been a lot of off days, more so than we usually see. So the bullpens should be in good shape. Yes, agree. But still, I want to extend my guys in the time when I need them, which hopefully is not this one. It's hopefully for, for Braves fans. You're hoping that that's game five, maybe more so than game four. Like game four. Spencer Strider, that's your dude. He's one of the top, what, five 
guys in baseball right now on a mound, uh, maybe 10 and also stuff wise, definitely top five. You need, you're expecting five or six out of this guy. No, I think you are, but are you going to live and die on that Hill? No. Are they, are you going to live and die on the Spencer Strider Hill? Because if you're not to me last night, you can't have one without the other last night. I think they may have punted a little bit because if last night was they a did two, punt last night. That's what we're saying. Staying with Elder so long. Oh, not once really? you brought in Smith Shaver. We talked about right at the end. If it's 2-0 last night, Bryce Elder, one, he may not start that game. Two, he sure as heck is not facing or throwing any strikes to Nick Castellanos, who already has two home runs off of him in the last month. But they let him ride all the way to Bryce Harper. If Castellanos hits that home run, okay, you know what? It's a tie ball game. You cannot let the guy, and maybe the Braves don't see it the same way I see it. Maybe the Braves are blind to the fact that, hey, you know what? Bryce Harper was 0 for 5 to start the series. We're, we're blind. We're blind to the fact we, we got this guy. And if they are, hey, you know what? Then you're living and dying on the fact that someone else in the lineup is the one that's going to kill you. You cannot let Bryce Harper be the one to kill you. Active OPS leader in the playoffs right now. But isn't this game different? So, okay, let Today, me paint a scenario for you. Game four, Bryce gets a knock off of Strider. Let's say it's a okay. double. You're like, oh, damn, 105 off the bat, right? He's going to be hit third, so there's two outs in the first inning. Yes. Okay. Next time he's up. It's a 2 nothing game. Phillies are winning. Next time he's it's up. It's a one nothing game. Phillies are winning. Next okay. time he's up. Okay. Is he facing him or no? How many people are on? Uh, one. He walks him. That's why my over, that's why my over on the walk <laughs> They walk him. him. They so have you're, to not be you're not taking him out. You're just not dealing with him. He is you're the not guy. Dealing and you're with in these Harper. meetings. You're in these meetings, yes. right? You've been in these meetings many times before. With you the people that are on this team. I've been in these meetings with Sal Fasano. Sal Fasano is the catching coach for this team. I've been in these meetings with Travis Darno. He's one of the catchers. I've been in these meetings with Bobby, Bobby Magianis. He's one of the coordinators, like field major league coordinators. Like if they're not seeing Bryce Harper as the guy, they're missing the boat. So you're you're saying they're sitting in a meeting today, right? They're going over the plan and they're going big circle. Enough. Enough of this guy. Enough. Pitch around him. You're not intentionally walking him, obviously. In the right scenario you are, but – are you just saying, hey, dude, we're we're giving him some non-competitive pitches? Like, what yep. what do you say? Is that what you say? Yes, non-competitive, especially in this scenario, because right now Bryce Harper will be hitting third. Right. Alec Bohm will be behind him. Alec Bohm looked lost all season against Spencer Strider. He has to beat us. So if it's first and second, there's an open base at third. We're pitching around Harper. Strider has essentially he's mostly fastball slider, obviously, right? Yep. So what are you telling him to do against Bryce? Do not throw fastball here. No, it's all we're going to go all fastballs away because all fastballs away. Strider's ball has late life at the end. So even if he's trying to hit one like middle away, it's going to be up. He's always going to be missing up. Strider's not a guy that's going to miss a lot of arm side consistently. It's going to be fastballs up, fastballs up, fastballs up. Harper cannot hit a ball. Now, this is an old stat, and I don't remember. I had it in my notes before. He had never hit a home run on a pitch in the upper quadrant, so up and away to a lefty, over 95 for a home run 
up until a certain point. I don't know if it's a it's an accurate stat anymore. Okay. Over 95 miles an hour. And that's the spot. You're just like, and we're that's going the spot. There. That's where we're and going. Maybe a, a slider or two, like just in the dirt. Bounce city. Yeah. Bounce do city. not. I do not come anywhere close to landing that pitch again. Though I'm not the pitcher. Spencer Strider. He doesn't front squat. He doesn't front squat 550 pounds, whatever he does, because he's soft. This mm-hmm. dude is here to be their Justin Verlander, to be their Max Scherzer, to be the guy that they've signed him an extension to. So he might be like, piss off. I don't care about him. I'm going right after him. And that would be a mistake. I think it is a mistake if he hurts you. That is such a 20, you know, hindsight. No, that's fair. That's fair. If other guys hurt you, they hurt you. If Bryce hurts you, it's a problem, right? If you challenge Bryce with a pitch, you know, a little middle up and he smacks the shit out of it, that's on you. That's on you. And we cannot, we're not going out like that. Yeah. Now, if it's a lefty that starts with the mound, Max Freed in game five, Harper's now all of a sudden hitting fourth, and you have Nick Castellanos backing him up. You have to kind of go after Harper a little bit. You have to be able to pitch around Boehm. So it's not that Harper is an automatic do not ever let him hurt you. It's the situation. It's who's behind him. Where are we at in the score? Let's say the Braves come out and score two. <laughs> I'm going right after Harper. Mm-hmm. I want him to think the whole game I'm going right after him. I am not walking anybody. So that's where that's where the ebbs and flows of the game go. And you're talking about a guy in Strider who is a punch-out monster. And in the playoffs, guys punch out less. And I'm pulling up what he's done against the Phillies. And it's something What Strider's that, done against the Phillies? What Strider's done against the Phillies because it's been great. It has been almost unhittable. And he's projected, I can tell you, he's projected for eight or nine strikeouts because his number at, is eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's and I like the under. What the better but numbers I in the put, world say. But I wouldn't touch it. Here it is. Two, okay. This is two K's. No, this is including this is including the postseason last year. Okay. Yeah. His last outing was against them was in the playoffs. He went eight, eleven, nine, 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 four, ten, thirteen, six, and five strikeouts. And the last two six and five was a forty-six pitch appearance. He was kind of a bullpen guy in that one. And then the six strikeouts, he had ninety pitches. Every game that he has gone over 91 pitches, he has eight or more strikeouts. But is he going 91 pitches? Is it, it the is. same? Is it in Philly? There right? It like it's there, different. There it is. And that's why. You just don't know. That's why this time of year is so exciting. But I also watch these games the same way everyone else watches games because there's so many things going into it. It's not just, well, he throws a speedball. Let's see if they can hit his speedball tonight. No, that's not. How's he going to bounce back? How is how is this crowd going to affect what he does in the sense of locating pitches? And people who talk about velocity and everything, they talk about location doesn't matter if you throw 99. You're right to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And to he's, a certain point. He's been here before. He was in Philly. For this mayhem last year, and I will say, very different situation because yes, he wasn't. He hadn't pitched. Yeah, he's a rook. Like it's different. I'm I'm not worried about that portion of it, the mental component for him. But we'll the see. ball that Hoskins hit out was a 94 mile an hour fastball. Mm-hmm. I will take the under 
on, I'm going to put one 94 mile an hour fastball, you are not going to see anything under 94 miles an hour right. from the game. Because if you do, it is not going to be They're a taking him out game. if they see 94. Yes. That's not Spencer Strider. Nope. Legends Territory spoke to Jonathan Papelbon, <laughs> and it is freaking gold. And he spoke about the back and forth with Bryce Harper and with the team uh, back during their friendly time with the Washington Nationals. We'll just give you a sneak peek here. Who was cockier, you or Bryce? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Probably him at the time. But, you know, for me, um, I look at him now. and Man, we still, I, you know, when I see him, I'm, I give him a big hug. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, I got into fights with Timlin, Wakefield, Veritas. You, Christ, you know this shit happens. And, but at the end of the day, um, it could either bring you together or tear you apart. And I think at that time, it tore us apart as a team. And I think I should have probably waited until we got into the clubhouse. But then again, it probably would have gotten way worse than what it did, you know, when teammates broke it up. But, you know, afterwards, we had a, say another team meeting. Of course, you know, Kratz, I called the team meeting. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's – I'm like, get the president down here, get the GM and the head coach. And so I start this meeting and I'm like, hey, uh, first off, I want to apologize on my behalf for, you know, doing that shit in front of the cameras, should have handled it behind the scenes. Uh, But guys, we just talked about this. We're trying to make a playoff. I don't understand how, you know, we all have to be on the same page. and that's all I'm going to say. And if anybody else has anything to say, please speak up now or forever hold your peace. Nobody said a fucking thing. It was dead silence. Matt Williams, who knew he was going to get fired, said, Oh, yeah, 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 guys, you know, we got to be a team here. We can't fight with each other. Okay, guys, let's go get him tomorrow. I was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> Legends territory sounds like that. Uh, the entire episode is up there for you on our YouTube channel, and it is available if you want to listen to that gold on the go on Apple and Spotify for the podcast version. Just type in Legends Territory. Jonathan Papelbon did that for 45 minutes. So that's the good stuff right there. If you're like, yo, I want the real talk that's going on in the clubhouse from Jonathan Papelbon. Well, you you got some of it when he was playing. You got all of it in that conversation and he loves you he's he i i love him i love his energy some of his choices that he made i probably didn't coincide with the choices but when you're on a team and he's on that team that's what you want you want a competitor and this dude listen to this this might be the one podcast that you want to listen to if you want to break a break a your mile record when you're sprinting because this dude will get you hype i would have gotten along well with him 100%. 100%. He's, he, is, he is all about the dub. And there's a lot of things that go around with, with, with Pat, but this is a guy. This is a guy. Also, I think that he should be a trainer. And, um, oh. like, I charge the super rich people a lot of money, but then, like, do some free sessions for people that need a boost. Because, like, you go in for an hour session with him. Come on. You can't you, tell me that you're going to come out of there. You're coming out sweating. Yeah. A little berated. But 
you are feeling better about your life. I would be hyped as fuck. Like (laughs) one more rep, whatever he would say to me for one more rep would not just be, come on, one more rep. He would only, but he would only say, come on guy, one more rep. Cause you have no idea what your name is. Yeah. He didn't know my name. (laughs) He didn't know your name. That's okay. We didn't talk uh, (laughs) on purpose, but on MLB network when I was there, we, uh, I don't know if I interviewed him remember maybe once he doesn't remember he definitely either. he definitely does not remember <laughs> uh, let's laugh by the way jackson goes in the chat would you rather go to a team meeting called by papelvon or scrub your toilet are you kidding me no. obviously See, and that's why you gotta. Who was that? Pat? Uh, Jackson. 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 One of the regulars. I need you to. I need you to listen to it. I'm telling you, if you don't want Jonathan Papelbon on your team after that, disregard everything about the Bryce Harper thing. Like this guy's a competitor. The Phillies, even Phillies fans. If if Jackson's a Phillies fan, like there's everybody hated on that signing. Oh, it was the worst signing. All this stuff. Two All Stars. During the four-year, five-year contract that he was there. I got calls in 2015 from a team that made it very far in the playoffs in 2015 about acquiring him. And I, because when somebody calls you and says, hey, what do you think about signing this guy? You know our culture over here at this place. Would he fit in? I unequivocally said yes, without a doubt. Because he explains the whole Bryce Harper thing. He gets into it a little bit there, but it's, he wants to win. And he expects everybody else to go as hard as he goes. I don't do the same things Jonathan Papelbon does. But you know what? I wanted to win just as badly as he does. Mm-hmm. The, way he, the way he projects it can be taken differently. But I promise him and Josh Donaldson probably have some of the similar, similar mannerisms about how they have you know, their bedside manner. Those dudes want to win. Yes. They want to run through a wall for the dub. Also... Listening to Papelbon, no matter what you think about him, is entertaining. Scrubbing your toilet, most likely for most of you, not entertaining. Most likely. Some people might be into it, but it's probably more fun that way. You get, you a, clean, you get a clean toilet, only True. to get dirty again, so I don't understand that. Yeah, part I don't know. But anyway. It's beyond my pay grade. Eastern Mennonite University hat. E-M-U. Emu. Emu. The Emu did, Royals. Did people say that? Oh, they did, for sure. Yeah. And then we boat raced them in baseball. <laughs> uh, we have Friday on FT Live to recap how things go with Braves Phillies. Game four, Krasinski is back because the series ended in four and many other guests and friends. Ken Rosenthal tomorrow and working on a very, very interesting special guest awesome. for Friday's show. We will. Who wins? You got to lock it in right now before we hit the. I got the Phillies. What about you? Phillies. Okay, but I'm not betting on it. <laughs> I have other bets. I'm not six, betting on the Phillies. 6-3. Six, 6-3? Three. Six, three? Okay. Good. That hits my under. <laughs> hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. 
If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.